Welcome to the Mad Trio Podcast. This week we have the California Pariah, Jonathan Charney, James, the Fat Man, Stevens, and Ryan, Nowhere, Preston. I thought we talked about this. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm pretty sure we outvoted you. There was a vote? Yeah. You're Ryan, who the fuck is that, Preston? Oh, yeah. Right. Anyways, so uh, let's start with this. Ryan... How the hell was your birthday? Uh, not bad. Pretty, pretty good. All right. How was the, how was the dinner? Uh, oh, uh, uh, <laughs> um, pretty good, except, uh, so I don't know if you guys are familiar with the, the, the Instacart or, or the like, it's the, you know, Postmates or Uber Eats version of just, hey, go to the grocery store for me. Yeah, but uh, we don't, we don't have that up here. <laughs> yeah, all of these things are the, the, the worst thing that's ever happened. Yeah. Um, <laughs> although I haven't done the actual Instacart thing, but I definitely do fucking Postmates and, and all that kind of shit. Do they have uh, delete weed delivery services down there? Oh, very much so. I kind of, I kind of figured they might. (laughs) I have a feeling there might have been weed involved in this story. No, it's not there yet. (laughs) Probably, definitely drugs on the part of the people who delivered this stuff. So, um, my girlfriend gets all the stuff to make me dinner. Oh, and the first thing that I know, right? First thing that uh, first order she had put in there because I guess she had called James. Uh, James is, is the go-to. Uh, texted him. Uh, James is the go-to when it comes to do a few things, and he's known me for long enough to where he, he pretty much will be correct at the answers for me. Uh, so she's like, like, oh, you know, I want to, you know, make him something with a good kind of steak to get. And um, I think you uh, ended up just telling her like a like a good chuck steak or something like that. Yeah, she wanted to do ranch steak, so I was like, okay, so yeah, use use a shoulder oh, chuck cut. Yeah, yeah. The the, <clears throat> the recipe that she was going to go for required a uh, a ranch style steak, and and she was like, "What the fuck is that?" And so you were the go to. And uh, the first person brings back um, beef stew meat. <laughs> Like those, you know, a little gamey there. One inch cube chunks of 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 beef for beef stew, <laughs> and with the excuse of oh, they didn't have the type of steak that you have the the, the chuck uh, uh, steak, so I got you this instead. Wait, wait, hold like, on, hold. There's there's no option of sorry, it's not there. They they just pick what they think is close. And here's the thing is they picked something that was like the opposite of, of what you know, know. one is going for. And stew like meat is so tough, too. Far off. Yeah, yeah. So well, sure. Yeah, I mean, stew meat is tough because you're going to stew it. You're going to fucking leave it in a pot for 47 hours. <laughs> so yeah. it doesn't matter how tough it is. You'll tenderize it in the, in the stew. Yeah. And then so she sends somebody back. And um, I don't know if, if uh, uh, I, she had followed up with you on this one. Did you say what the second one was? No. So the second one gets there because, you know, didn't didn't work. Ended up being like carne asada meat, like slapstick. <laughs> Wait, they like and it actually looked like two steaks in this package, but then it like unfolded into like sheet. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> like what they Oh yeah, she didn't tell me that part. <laughs> yeah, so that was the God. second one. So we ended up making it with that. 
I mean, you can you can flash it, flash pan it yeah, real and quick. That's I guess. What it ended up ended up happening, you know, threw oh, the ball in the pan, got it on your fucking, you know, flash nuked it real fast, and and she she made a sauce, and the sauce was uh, like a like a peppercorn kind of a gravy, which is pretty tasty. Nice. Um, and uh, you know, so that it didn't matter really. What so it kind of worked out. Yeah, she meat. she told me that she. I guess she went to high school with the second guy. Or something mm-hmm. like that, yeah. Yeah, but she yeah. didn't tell me and, that and it ended up being be, carne asada steak. Yeah, to be fair to the second guy, it was it looked like a couple of steaks, you know, uh, like at, at, at a glance, you know. So, uh, all right. But, uh, I know. You know, hey, it, oh, and um, the first person, oh, shit. Um, wasn't there something else that they, that they got that was wrong? Uh, or she didn't, or it was just a stew. She just told me it was the okay, stew meat, and I, and I told her, I said, did you send it back? Because, I mean, if I saw that shit, I'd be like, um, excuse me, you're taking this back, and you're refunding yeah. me my money. That, that's where I'd be. I mean, I, but I've also worked in the restaurant industry so many so many years, and it's like when, that, when deliveries show up, I'm checking that shit. I ain't signing off on this unless yeah. I know that it's right. I I know somebody who uses a service up here. It's like that. I don't remember what it's called. I'll have to ask them to see if it's been as fucked up as that. Well, did she make the stew? I gave her a recipe for stew as well. (laughs) For the stew meat. Um, No, she hasn't made the stew yet. So, yeah, well, I'm glad that it all turned out, and like, I mean, you actually enjoyed the dinner <laughs> with the carne asada meat, but funny. whatever. So, yeah. So, are you? Are you a, could you eat soup any time of the year, or are you more like a soup is only for winter guy? Oh no, anytime, pretty much. I, I've just got to be in the mood for soup in general, but I don't really have a season for it. Yeah, I'm the same, but I, you know, the past at least like eight, ten years, I have not been in the mood for soup at all. Yeah, I made no. stew I, about a few like uh, six months ago, and that was the last craving I had for stew. And I mean, it was really good. It wasn't like like I fucked it up or anything, but it was still like I'm, you know, it was like I was in the mood for it, but I was like, now I don't want any. No, you know? see, see, just like that, the 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 fat guy who had the orange Crocs. You never, there's never a fuck up in a cookie. You just have to rename it something. Oh, God, <laughs> fucking charred. Yeah. God damn, dude. I couldn't. I mean, God. I, I, I and charred parsnip on this soup. You, I loved all the judges there. This well, is burnt. So you get. Do you this remember is who? burnt, sir. This is not charred. This is burnt. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I love the. Uh... Iron Chef workarounds and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's charred. <laughs> I freaking burn it in, and then he serves it and says, "Oh, this is charred." And uh, yeah, yeah, it's charred to the point of being burnt, dipshit. And you can see the judge's face if they could catch like motherfucker. It's a broquette. <laughs> I just oh yeah. god, that was, that's probably one of my favorite memories of Iron Chef is having that happen. And then uh, what was it? Uh, um, Emerald Lagasse. I remember Emerald Lagasse on Iron Chef. He uh, he was cooking a pork loin, and he forgot about it. Oh, and he pulls it out, and he's like, "Ah, oh, shit!" Pulls it out, wraps it in foil, which is a smart move because it will heal. Generally, it can you know save some of the juices in inside of the meat, and served it. But he didn't come up with anything as you know, like uh, Maro uh, Batali did, and um, the but Crocs he, one, yeah. But he came up and, and 
it, they said it was a little bit overcooked, which, which <laughs> saved his ass. But I just remember like seeing him like panic. And I'm not a big fan of Emerald Lagasse either, but I or just seeing him panic, and I'm just like sitting there like laughing my ass off. And then when I saw him wrap it in foil, I'm like, okay, you might save your ass here. <laughs> yeah, I wish I wish I knew if that was before or after, because you know if it happened after, one of the judges are, are see Mario bastard, just tell us the truth. Yeah, you <laughs> fat crocked wearing bastard. Yeah. God, I still love that chard. God. Anyways. Yeah, that's back, great. back, uh, and that was back when judges and people could be mean to oh, each yeah. other. It's like I miss the days when announcers could say that's in a tougher position than Christy Alley's jeans. I miss those days. Instead, everybody like dances around issues. And uh, see, I I always enjoyed the Japanese Iron Chef because I mean, the, some of those judges were downright cruel. I love that. That was and then some of them are. You know, I love it when they have the actors on there and the actors are trying to be like somewhat nice, but they're still right. assholes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's hilarious. Which is weird too, because because uh, apparently I've, I've read a little bit about Japanese TV, and it's all really happy. So you could see, like, even though they don't like it, they're still very, oh, this isn't, you know, they're still very this chipper about a, it. This isn't my favorite. I, yeah. I don't really like this one. <laughs> you know, and, and, and you, you think inside they're twisting in the wind. Why and can't that, I say? And then I love the the chancellor. Was that the guys? Is that what they called them? I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember exactly what they call it. I think it was like chancer or something, but the chancer would be right there and he'd go, and what don't you like about it? You know, because they'd be like, I don't like this. And then he's like, no, 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 you have to elaborate. Let's get into this. I, I my favorite one was the thousandth tasting because it was so freaking random. Oh yeah. It was turtles and bananas and. <laughs> so, um, what was it? Oh, okay. So. Yeah, I was I was at a liquor store recently, and I'm sitting there, and I saw you call I, me. You a guys lush. remember I used to smoke backwards for ten, fifteen years. Ryan, I'm sure you remember that. Oh, the flavors oh, yeah. are worse now. Um, my great, um, my favorite poker cigar. Uh, yeah, so I was at the I was at the liquor store, and I saw that they had something called Russian cream backwoods. I was like, you know, I, I I haven't had one in a while. How much are those? Ten bucks. And they had, an, well, they had a single pack. Just one? Yeah, yeah, just one. Just a backwood? Yeah, a backwood. Whoa. <laughs> now, when I was smoking backwoods, when I started, they were about 60 cents a piece. And then they went up to 75 cents. And then once they went up above 75 cents, <laughs> I stopped by. And this is, I was buying pack of eights. So, you know, that's just, you know, quick division math. But I was sitting there and guess how much one cigar, backwoods cigar is? 635. Ryan? For one? For one. Not the pack of eight, which they don't sell pack of eights anymore. They s- Close, $2. Okay. $2 for more than three. 219. For a backwoods cigar. And they don't sell the pack of eights anymore. And now they only sell pack of fives. And backwoods are shit now. They taste awful. I figured I'd give it a try, but I haven't tried it yet. But, um, well, I mean, just like uh, maybe I should clarify that. Like, I, I, I'm the wrong guy because I've smoked really expensive cigars. These expensive for mine. Like, my favorite cigar right now is still $35 a stick. And the last time I had backwoods, they were just maybe it was old, but they were dry to hell. Yeah, you probably got it. Well, sometimes if you get a pack, um, 
they'll have like a little rip in it or something like that, and that'll dry the shit out of them. Because they were just, and that's why every yeah. time when I get a pack, like I'll take it before I pay for it, and I'll give it a little squeeze just to see how dry it is. Because you can always feel that through the pack. But um, yeah, I two nineteen. Damn. I remember when I was getting pissed off that a pack of cigarettes, twenty cigarettes, went up over two dollars. <laughs> I was pissed. I was only 13, 14 years old at the time, but I was pissed. My 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 yeah, favorite I I, when I when I first started smoking, it was like I want to say like just over four bucks. That was like a buck fifty. My my favorite memory when I started. Of, my favorite memory of James regarding smoking is when he started <laughs> buying the roll your own kits. Like, oh, I can get a big bag for cheap, and the next time, the next one he went to get it like tripled in price. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm doing all yeah, the yeah, work yeah. here. I, <laughs> yeah. I started smoking uh, uh, top bugler. Bugler, ah, yeah, bugler uh, wasn't bad, and it was it was right around the same time. Top and bugler about about the same in, in the cost and just a pouch. Yeah. Of tobacco with you know a thing of uh, it was, what was great about the rolling papers that came with there was always like fifty of them yeah you know it wasn't like the pack of like thirty like zigzags but yeah. Um, but yeah we, I remember I was smoking them when the cost went up and I was like wait a minute what the fuck am I doing this for <laughs> yep I I literally remember James went on a rant about it and it was funny as hell because it's like <laughs> it's the same price. Yet I'm doing all the work. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I was saying. And I'm like, okay, so logically here, I might as well go back to buying a fucking pack of cigarettes because I'm still rolling all this shit. And you yeah, know, I'm sure nowadays with the boutique side of it, you can get like a giant fucking oh, know, yeah. barrel of tobacco and, you know, roll your own pretty cheap. You know, I saw, so uh, the liquor store where I used to live in, down in... Um, where my parents used to be. I went in there one day and they had a vintage can, a big ass freaking can that was like top tobacco. It was empty. It was old vintage, you know, but on the can, guess how much it said? 10 cents. Yep. And I'm like, motherfuckers. Really? <laughs> really? 10 cents so what, what for year, that can. What year was the can? I didn't actually take, it was behind the counter. And I wasn't going to go behind the counter and just say, give me this shit. Let me see. Well, this just, shit. you know, like, you when know? I think, like, I mean, nine, let me take a guess. Like, I 19... would say 1950s, 40s. So, yeah, I'm going to bust out my favorite app as an inflation calculator. So, so let's say that it's 1949. 10 cents. Let's 10 say... cents would be a buck eight. Yeah, I was going to say it would be about a buck, is what I was going to say. So, even still, I mean, but you're getting a can. And I mean, it's like. It's like, a, since Ryan can't see my hands, it's a little bit bigger than like a Folgers big ass coffee can of tobacco. Oh, shit. Yeah, for ten cents. And I'm like, are you wow. are you kidding me? Ten cents for that thing, and I am paying. I mean, when I was out in Hawaii, <clears throat> the most expensive cigarettes for a pack of twenty Marlboro Lights. I didn't look at the other ones. Was over fourteen dollars. And most That's of it's the most expensive one. And most of it's taxes. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like, how do you guys justify this? Now, I well, mean, I can justify it. I know how they justify it. Yeah. Legislating Wait, morality is bullshit. Well, no, no, it's it's not legislating morality. What it is is they need a tax generator and they, and they know people, they know smoking will never grow away. So what they're doing is they're making money because they know smoking will never quit because you can't technically ban cigarettes. You'd have a hard time justifying it. 
The state of New York gets more money from cigarettes than Philip Morris. I think uh, <clears throat> the last time I looked, I don't know if they've gone up, but the last time I looked, average price for a pack of cigarettes in New York was like 16 bucks. $14. For, for, I'd start smoking weed. I bet it's cheaper. Oh, I guarantee it's cheaper. $14. Oh, my God. So I wonder what my favorite cigar would be, because my favorite cigar right oh now is $30. I bet it would probably be a $60 cigar then. Uh, probably 80 Damn. Probably $80, but... Um, so you think there's people selling Lucy's there, like that one poor oh, black guy that it. got killed by the cops for selling loose cigarettes? Uh, I guarantee it. There's always people selling loose cigarettes. But when I was a kid, but you know, when I was a kid, that was they weren't selling loose cigarettes. People were just bumming them off of them. Like, hey, dude. Oh, no, there was, you, down here, we always had the one liquor store guy, and, and, it, and it rotated sometimes. But oh, I was so never without a guy yeah. that I could walk in there and be like, oh, let me get a couple of singles. Oh, seriously? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was standard operating procedure for the for the hood fucking places. I mean, obviously, they, they kind of want to see you in there a few times to make sure you're not going to dime them out. But, oh, wow. uh, yeah. So, actually, according to uh, prices this year, uh, New York has gone down two dollars from 2018. They're under thirteen dollars, twelve eighty five a pack. What made them drop it? I have no idea. You know what did? It probably was working. People will probably stop smoking, so they needed people to start smoking and drop the price. <laughs> drop Cons- the price by two bucks. Conspiracy theory of the day, folks. Yeah, it probably did. Yeah, no, I I agree with you, Johnny. That uh, I mean, they they obviously it, it's it's a revenue maker, you know. Um, and I also agree with James. I mean, you can't you can't legislate oh, morality, wow. but you can tax it. Wow, <laughs> Hawaii is actually under ten dollars now. Damn. Wow. Well, I mean, because a pack of cigarettes, yeah. Because the, the weird yeah. thing about yeah, we'll <laughs> ten bucks right here. The weird thing about legislating morality, and then is is then you get really funky laws. Like in some states, it um. Oh, what was it? It was anal sex was illegal. My, my, my whole thought was, how, how exactly do you actually use that, that law? You know, as you knocking on the door and some cops. How do you enforce it? Yeah. So, cause that's why I love laws just because it's, that's the, one of the weirder laws. Cause that's one of those laws that's really specific, you know, that you go to jail. What'd you get charged with? Oh, I killed somebody and they caught me having fun with my boyfriend. You know, <laughs> it's like that, that's an addendum yeah, no, charge. It's, um... Well, that's the whole thing is, is it's, it's one of those freedom of speech kind of things. Like if the reason you have freedom of speech and you can't regulate somebody's speech is, is whose speech. It depends on, on who says what they want to say and doesn't like the other guy's speech. You know, it's, it's whose morality do you go with? What's the benchmark? <coughs> you you got to let people kind of do what they're going to do. Wow. See, that's the, that's the, I'd say that's the weird thing about the today's society we're, we're in. I mean, I'm, I'm still on Twitter and some of these social medias. I'm slowly, I'm, I'm either going to try to, to have something that's non-political or, or completely go off the platform, but the amount of speech people are censoring today or you get crap for, it's amazing to me. Like people get mad at you for saying words, like, like not even, um, oh, what was it? I mean, it's not like even misgendering trans. It's really stupid. Like I'm a pedantic motherfucker, but even I think some of these people are being pedantic. Um, it's amazing, like how limited speech is now. Like you can't say this, people get upset and you can't say that all people try to dox you. I'm fascinated by today's society of, did you just assume their speech? 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, I'm just fascinated by the, the environment we live in today where it's, as a people watcher, it's watching people twist themselves in knots and getting offended is fascinating hmm. and maddening. <laughs> um, <clears throat> on Facebook the other day, I asked a simple question. Somebody pointed a video of the, uh, <laughs> uh, of the rioters in, uh, in Portland. Oh, Portland. And there's a guy, there's an Asian gentleman, um, there's an Asian gentleman on Twitter by the name of Andy No, Andy Yo, something like that. And he's posted some videos of some pretty violent stuff. And my comment was, well, according to this guy here, it's been fairly violent. <laughs> and this, 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 this chick went twisting in the wind over some sort of invisible offense of, um, she, she literally said, uh, some like, oh, you're, you're, uh, you're just gaslighting me. It's like, no, I was. Did you, did you read what I said? I didn't say one thing or another. I wasn't leading the question. I wasn't leading the, the answer. I was asking a question. And then she said, oh, your real reason for saying this is, is shining through. And it's like, bitch, motherfucker. What? <laughs> yeah, because I, and I said. See, this is why I'm not on Facebook. Well, the problem is, is that these, these are real people who are. Ryan doesn't have one anymore. Well, these are. Nope. Re- these are real people who are twisting the wind and just like, I'm asking like, Hey, this is what I've seen. And then finally was it, Oh, my favorite one is somebody said, Oh dude, I live here. It's like, Hey, you know, you can, you can take your hands off your hip and, and, and actually talk like a normal person. You're not German. Um, shout out to a particular person who might laugh at that. Um, it's just weird. I'm fascinated by and the other things, if you look back in the 60s, the 60s, a lot of it was about free speech, but besides the Vietnam era. But if you look at what Berkeley was and some of the other campuses, they were the towers of free speech. Like, these were the people, if you wanted to talk about anything, there was a place to talk about it. Yeah, safe space. Yeah. But real safe spaces, not where I'm going to pet kittens in color. Meow. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's in the age of the internet and, and social media. It's all virtue signaling. It's social brownie points. You know, hey, look at look at what a good person I am. I'm 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 on the the, the right side of this social issue, and everybody who's not on my side of this particular social issue is is an idiot or a Nazi or whatever you know buzzword they want they want to use that week. Um, <laughs> I would I also think it's communist. Not, you know, it's either young people or, or communist or narcissist who just see what that. I said the words they're using now are communist and narcissist. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> and it's. Good, I would say it's it's weird social brownie points because I'm at an age. You know, we're old enough that social brownie points when I was a kid was saying the most fucked up shit to your friends or this person was being a dick to pop everybody. Can I just get the brownie? I don't care about the fucking points. I, it depends yeah, on what's, mean, what's know, in the brownie. That, that's still true to this day. I mean, what you can <laughs> say to your friends is, is you know, obviously not what you're going to walk into a PTA meeting and say, you know, or, or get around a, a, a group at a, at a dinner party and, and start, you know, saying the craziest shit you can think of. Um, but... But I at just, a dinner party as well, you're not calling anybody an idiot. You're not doing all of those things because you're sitting there with the person. Um, yeah, but I mean, I, I don't guess, know who I was talking to the other day, but I was telling them like, if you if you have a neighbor that you've known for 15 years, okay, and all of a sudden, you know, like you're in the era where nobody ever talks about politics, and then one day you just happen to find out that dude's a Republican. You're in, and you're a you know bleeding heart liberal, right? That's hard to imagine, but what, okay. 
that um, stab him a few times. That uh, that person <laughs> that what you now know about that person is a sliver of the pie of what you know about that person. You know a thousand things, and now you know a thousand and one, right? So it's a smaller section of the pie to incorporate that. Like, oh, okay, we might not agree politically, but goddamn it, our kids love each other, and and he lets me borrow his fucking lawnmower all the time, and we get together for dinner, and we go bowling, and you know, you it, it's a small section of what you know. When the first thing you you know about a person is their political stance, now that's a hundred percent of your opinion of that person. I you know? I, I got to say though, it's usually easier to spot liberals if you see their cars. Just as a car guy, you can almost always, and this is stereotypical, but you can almost always you can know what cause they've they're, they're for, what party they voted for for at least the last three years, the longest fun run they've been on. Yeah, and and how often they jog, the mileage they jogged, and whatever TV show or movie they're in. Okay, well, the mileage part for sure because they got the twenty six point two sticker on the back. Because um, I've, I've you're a little bitch, you got the thirteen point one. You know who you are. Because uh, the only at the same time that was true a few years ago. I don't think that's true anymore. You know how many Republicans drive a fucking uh, a, a Prius just because it's an actual reasonable fucking car? Well, yeah, but I don't. Most conservative. What the fuck you say? Hey, I drive a hybrid, so I'm having fun here. Fuck off. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, I, I would say, though, but most conservatives, unless they're older, don't put stickers on their car. And it's not like, oh, I don't want people to destroy my to destroy my car. I fucking hate stickers. I don't care what they are. I'm going to get stickers. Right. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't want to know anything. Don't play about that. Okay. I'm behind you with a light. Um, I just I, I don't know. I I just. It's, I think it's hilarious. I'm, I don't get stickers. Like, I've been behind people who are obviously liberal, and you, they have so many stickers they can't see out of their car. And it's just like, you know, I'd rather have visibility than, than say, vote for Ross. Yeah, you know, hold, vote for. Hold on a second, though, because I've known enough conservatives with the uh, Calvin pissing on the Chevy logo and the, you know, NRA stickers and, and the uh, don't tread on. I mean, come on. Yeah, the, we the, have a the, shit the ton of state of fucking, Jefferson up here. That's true. But you know what? Yeah, fuck the, those two. The right two. side has their, I, has their bumper stickers, no well, doubt. Usually, usually oh, it's. No, fuck all of them. Well, usually it's like, this is my peace sign. It's crosshairs. There's the Calvin pissing on something. There's the Jesus fish. Um, which my favorite rant of all and time, you, my favorite rant of all time came like from hooker headers and Mopar and the car stuff. My favorite, my favorite rant of all time was that it was a, uh, it was a pastor ranting about the Jesus fish. Um, and there's the NRA the don't tread on me. Um, usually there's some sort of meat, uh, used to be like, you know, pork, white, like pork, the other white meat, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And state of Jefferson. And up here it is. <laughs> hey, so, have you seen any Biden for president stick uh, stickers? Sadly, yes. I haven't seen one. Have you, Ryan? Um, I don't really pay attention that all that often to people's bumper stickers. I, I actively try to avoid it, but uh, I don't. I don't know. Um, you know, I the, probably have. It's Los thing, Angeles. Just, I gotta say one thing about that guy. The shit that comes out of his mouth is just surprising sometimes. Compared and, to and, what? <laughs> And just everybody. I mean, like, you can't, I've seen him say shit that I'm like, I wouldn't even say that out loud. Much so, less on camera. The problem is if you're going to pair him to Trump. I mean, that that's the issue. Is we have yeah. we have the most butthurt president on earth versus the most mentally declined person yeah, who might be president on, on earth. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not surprised by the shit that Trump says as a person. 
because I know who Trump is as a person. But we're we're possibly in at this point. I'm just like, how do you keep a straight face and say that? Because Biden is Reagan towards the end of his life. That that's how bad Biden is with dementia. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'll give you that. I mean, who's so pretty much the only reason they're running Biden because is whatever uh, person of the person of color female they're going to have as a VP is going to really be president because that's what Kamala I would Lisa do. Rice? Uh, Camila Harris probably. I'm fucking around. God damn. <laughs> Hey, by by the way, if Condoleezza ran for the Democratic ticket, I would fucking vote for her. That woman is fucking badass. Yeah. yeah. She's cool. Uh, Yeah. Anyways, um, actually, I was going to bring up... Flavor Flav. Oh, where'd it go? So, um, I was actually going to bring up the the Oakland rioters, because I was just going to say, you know, I had to actually go and deal with some of the... Not for ticket purposes or anything, but because I lived in in Alameda, I was born in Alameda County. I had to get some paperwork out of there. I'm damn good glad I got it out of there a month ago because I mean they're setting that shit on fire now. <laughs> I had to get your immigration papers, huh? Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna run for president. He needed his papers, but man, what the hell? That's I, you know, I still don't get that shit. <clears throat> How do you go around and just start setting shit on fire? And doing that and calling it a protest. I don't get that. So there's a couple of things. Well, that, okay. I mean, yeah. I've heard I, I've heard. there's a quote contributed to Martin Luther King, and I have no idea if it's true, is a quote is the riot is the is the voice of the oppressed or the voiceless. Um, because that's what happened to, to Watts is they, back in the day, they torched Watts, but I don't get it either. I don't understand. Well, A, I don't understand fucking anybody's shit up, especially public property, which is the reason I got in this argument online was because eventually your ass is paying for it. Well, yeah, uh, technically, well, depending where you are. I mean, if, if I was no, in Oakland no, no, writing, no, no. I'm not paying for it. No, I mean, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. but, I, but well, what by, I'm saying, by and large, go on. Sorry. I was going to say by and large, all of the protests have been almost entirely peaceful. Like if you, if you count literally all of the <clears> protests <throat> that are going on over the country, the last couple of, couple of months, um, the vast, vast, vast majority have been peaceful. Now, obviously, you get to the big cities where there's protests going on, and then there's either um, uh, I don't put it past any side to to use uh, agitators, you know, in in certain circumstances. I don't put it past the the far groups of the right or the left to go in and start fucking shit up. Can, um, I, can I ask a question know, though? The world kind of stuff. How come there is a part of the protesters that have been turning it into rights because that's how angry they are. Now, obviously, it's the worst thing you can do, and it's definitely the worst way to get your point across. Um, One question. It's not all Antifa. It's not all the agitators. It is some protesters that are are taking this shit a little bit too far. Um, But the vast majority have been, been peaceful, you know, and they're trying to distance themselves from those sorts of things, but everything is just getting lost in the mix because it's just this map of humanity. Well, I, I have a question for you. How come every time I see a rioter, it's a white person? You don't see Black Lives Matters going, motherfuckers, stop. It's always a white dude. I've even seen white chicks yell at a black cop for being racist towards black people. It's like, hold on here. You, you, you get the, the, the odd part about that? I mean... For the first time well, in my life. You know, I do, but it's not, it's <clears throat> not like, like, 
if you saw one thing, it doesn't mean that the opposite <clears throat> isn't happening. Oh, I know. It's you just, know, it's if just. If you saw that one thing, it doesn't mean it's indicative of the, of the thing. There's a, there's a narrative that's being pushed by, by one side or the other. I, you literally, I this morning was going through, I, I think I Googled something like Portland's riot or protest. And you can, there's, there's nothing that's trying to break down from the middle. Like, okay, this is why we've determined this is a riot and not a protest or vice versa. You can see all of the fucking conservative channels going with the word riot. You can see all of the, the uh, liberal channels going with the word protest. Now, one side is wanting to cover both sides. They're covering their side. I just know, wonder why it's all white people rioting. I saw a video of black people rioting. I haven't seen a single video of a black person rioting or an African-American or, or choose your title. I don't I'm too tired to keep up with it, but everybody I've seen it. There's no people of color. It's usually like bored college students who took a gender study. And it's not like it, it hasn't <clears throat> happening. Well, I mean, one black people are 13 percent of the country, so you just have more white people protesting. So it could be could be that could be everyone's all uh, dressed up in in their their crazy face mask and helmet and everything garb, and you can't necessarily tell amongst the mass of humanity who, who's doing what you know what i think um, it is i think they're using i think the, the people of color are using the white people as mind finders so all the white all the white people are getting videographed and where the black people are doing whatever they want <laughs> okay but so I, that's the thing is they they don't the the, the actual <clears throat> movement anybody who's actually out there peacefully protesting definitely doesn't want that shit to turn into a riot because it hurts the message there are some people who agree with the message and think that it's the, the sort of by any means necessary, let's burn this motherfucker down kind of mentality, and that's, where they, that's how they want to solve the problem. Um, but usually that's the young people. That's the 17-year-old, 18, 19-year-old, 20-year-old, just angry as fuck kids. And then you get a guy uh, with the short pants and a funny mustache. That's what's the next step of that. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Revenge is that of the all nerds. basically come out of the woodwork. Anybody who wants to be considered as an ally, and and that's part virtue signaling, part like like, hey, look, we're all kind of in this together too, and I understand that. Um, but when there, when all the white people seem to be making all the decisions, like like, and this is what this movement means, it's like, you know what, you're here to like kind of in a in an assistant capacity. You know, maybe you take a back step to, uh, to a back seat to what you think these these people want. There is one honest question I, I, I really want to know is, do these people work? I just mean anybody, because I, I don't understand. I some of, well, some of them do. Well, and I'm just, I, I surprised me. It's like, anytime I've seen riots. This Virus. Is, even even when as a kid I see all these people writing, it's like, don't any of you people work? And and I'm using that as like anybody, anybody, because it's just like I have to be at work at like six in the morning. How do you guys have time yeah. to riot? I go to bed at seven o'clock practically. But I so mean, partly COVID, partly you have to live with your mom. You know what I mean? Like that's that's honestly what it comes down to. If there's a if there's a fucking protest going on on a Wednesday afternoon, the people there. <laughs> if this plague wasn't going on, are the, are the people who don't have anything better to do? So usually young or, or you know, the housewife or husband. Uh, Sipping kombucha, wearing yoga pants and Ugg boots and talking right. about their latest Wanting gender. out with a Molotov in her hand. <laughs> um, but the, see, the point that I was just bringing up to is uh, what Ryan was saying. All this fucking violence, burning a fucking courthouse, does nothing. 
It, it absolutely does nothing. Well, that's really, I would say no. It depends on, realistically, all jokes aside, what the end game is. If, if their end game was to change people's minds to really make people think about what they're doing, no. It won't move anybody because okay. once you start destroying things, it, it, it hardens people's Let opinions. Let me put it another way. They're not Pablo Escobar. If they're going to go fuck up a courthouse, it's not going to do anything that's good for them. No. When Pablo Escobar did... He actually got away with most of it. Well, well, I guess the, the end game, if they're... But end- it's a completely different society, and it's not going to affect shit, except for what John said, is it's going to cost the community of Alameda County <coughs> hundreds of thousands of dollars to fix all the fucking damage they did. Well, I mean, some of these people... And, I, and, I, like, and like John said, it's going to harden people to where, like, before, if you would have just kind of protested and everything was peaceful, and, and look, I, I get that there's probably hundreds of thousands of people that are protesting that are like, look, we don't condone any of this burn, oh, burn yeah. the building down kind of stuff. Um, but when that's what some people are shown, you lose a lot of the people that otherwise would have agreed with you. Like, yeah, equality. Yeah, yeah. of course. Of course. Because it's one of those no fucking brainers. You know what I mean? Like, unless you're just some old racist asshole. It's a no-brainer. Like, yeah, equality. Why, why, why are we not on all on the same page with this one? And if everything was peaceful and everything was going great, everything would actually change via the ballot. You would get you would get new bills passed, get laws on the books that you can then vote for and change stuff. You know, in the society, what the civil rights uh, movement did is it got legislation changed. You know, but you don't get legislation changed by well. That's your privilege showing. So angry that you burn everything down. Yeah, I no, I I. It isn't. That's it. How, no, this, what, how this country is supposed to work? Now we're all people, and it's run by people. But the system itself is set up so that we can be better than that. Well, that it was. It was know, a, if we work within the system. It was a partially a joke, partially of what I've read. <laughs> um, one of the things I read, I think it was. That was an African-American lady, I, I think, if I remember correctly, basically saying only white people assume that you can vote and change the system, yada, yada. And I, I can understand that point of view. My, my only thought is the fact that we live in a post-forgiveness world, <laughs> as in everything you do, no matter how bad it is, how, how matter it was viewed at the time, is, is, will be held against you. Everything apparently now is the fucking Miranda rights. But I think I think that kind of stuff is going to go away. I think the pendulum has swung so far one direction that it's got to start regulating again. It, I, you know, I, like the people that have been doxxed, the people that have been canceled, everyone's going to forget about cancel culture in a few years. I, you know, that's going to be a fad. You hope so Wait, because so the Roseanne show is coming back. It's still on. Just mm-hmm. sans Roseanne. Um, I hope yeah. so, but. I, I hope so because you can't, because I couldn't imagine living being a younger person in today's society when, uh, when things happen. Cause I've always, cause I've noticed is when I was a kid, I noticed this and it's been wrapping up since I was a little kid. I noticed that eventually you're going to become the victim of your party. Uh, Republicans, not as much, but for some reason it seems this way with the Democrats that they're for something and you wait long enough, you get to see what they're for and what they're adamant before. Now they're evil and it's just, they eat their own. So it's at some point it has to stop or society's just going to go to fucking hell. Society is going to fucking hell. Nah, we've been in worse places. 1960 was the sixties were a lot worse than this. Mm, all right. You had, mm, you that's had fucking debatable now, man. I would have agreed with you fucking nine months ago. No, well, here's, <laughs> well, here's the reason why I say that. <laughs> 
In 1960s, you had a couple of things that were coming ahead. A, you had Vietnam. So you had people protesting the Vietnam War and how unfair that was. In the South, you had the civil rights movement. And you, you had so many different movements and you had the counterculture and the hippies and you had fighting against the, most of the parents who, the greatest generation who were all in wars, who had this massive cultural shift all at once. I don't think that's at this level. What I think this is, is this is a level of a pandemic where people can't do what they want. You have a movement that you have a continuation of a movement from the sixties and seventies while, you know, and I just don't think it's as bad. I think the sixties was much worse. Now this could get worse. This has potential to be completely worse. I would say this has to be fucking worse. Indecisiveness. No, it's divisiveness. Oh, yeah, I think it's harder to pick a side because I think it's, it's it, I mean, by that, I mean by it's either, there's no middle road. You can't believe in this and right. this. It's either all or nothing. I'll, I'll agree with that. And I also think the- You me- can't even be 90-10, you know what I mean? Like, if you're like, hey, look, I'm all the way with you, but there's a couple of things you said that are kind of worrisome to me. Like, you can't even be that guy. And no, I'm that yeah. guy. I, I'm, I'm like, hey, man, I'm like, I'm like damn near all the way there with you, but you're just fucking, you're 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 going a little bit far in a couple of arenas that I want to fucking rain pull the reins back a little bit. Yeah, I agree with you there. I mean, hundred percent. I'm with you on that because it's it's the they they've got a great idea, but then they're like, no, but we're gonna fuck everything. No, 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 no. We we don't need to do that. Come back here. Well, it's like, um, like, like black people need to be equal. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, via communism. I'm like, yeah, wait, what? You know what? You know what it reminds you know, me of? That kind of stuff. And, and again, that's not like a 10%. It's, I, I don't think that's anywhere near a majority. It, it reminds me of the South Park thing where they, where they were doing the Trump thing as Mr. Garrison. And he's like, we're going to oh, go yeah, do this. Right. We're going to make our country great. And then we're going to fuck them all to death. And everybody just stops like, wait, mm-hmm. what? Wait, wait, wait! What? <laughs> that's what. That's what this reminds me of. I, I yeah, is yeah, yeah. we're we're gonna make the country great. Yeah, okay. We're gonna make everybody equal. Yeah, and then we're gonna fuck about. Wait, what? Stop. <laughs> I, I, let's I, let's I, go back just a step. By the way, the most I'm amazed by the most divisive statement in modern era is "Make America Great Again." Like how <laughs> the the one statement that everybody should be agree on all of a sudden is, "You're a Nazi." I'm Jewish. You're still a Nazi. I don't like I said this world this world's always been full of hypocrites and weird dichotomy but I think it's reached a level of hilarity it's stupidity it, it's because well, it's, it's the problem is, is the extreme nature of everything if you see a, a, a person a politician let's say and you see 10% wrong with what he's doing I, I love the, the 10% right now um, you see 10% wrong with what he's doing. You don't call him out on 10%. You call him out on like, like you're a hundred percent a piece of shit. When in fact, all you had to say is like, Hey, look, you're like 10% a piece of shit. <laughs> it's, I don't think I've met a politician. Like 50, that's 50, only, 50, I was going to say, yeah, is, I, I don't think I've ever saying, met a politician. That was 10%. <laughs> I know. That's why I said it's probably more like 50, 50. It's like, but instead of saying, Hey, you're 50% asshole, 50% good. You say, hey, you're a 100% asshole. And the people who think he's 50% good, because it is kind of a glass half full, half empty kind of a kind of a thing when it comes to the, the dichotomy of us politicians. Some people will see the same information from the same person one way versus another. 
But the person who agrees with that person, let's say, is not like, well, let's hold on a second. They're not a, they're not an asshole. I got, and it just turns them off. It hardens them to the argument. You know, I got no kind of gains any ground. I got an example of this of, of, of what you're saying. Far as it's also a generational thing, um, too. <clears throat> you guys heard heard of the Smothers Brothers show? Yeah. yeah. So during that time, it was a very big cultural shift. And they had a, a bit, this, uh, and they had this one character. I don't remember who it was. But he said, hey, do me a favor. Send, everybody send me your roaches. So the older generation thought they were thinking cockroaches. The younger generation thought they were talking about weed. So I think that's also, the reason I say this, I also think a lot of this argument is a major generational thing far as an older generation that may be willing to sit down and talk about things because of arthritis and you have a younger generation that sees how slow it is which by the way was the same issue in the 60s the the original hippies were tired of the the slow movement were were tired of the slow moving growing so fast though that whereas you'd have to you'd be out of touch when you turn 50 or 60 and really not be able to kind of keep up with what the kids are doing anymore now that's like 35 40 you know like like i can't personally keep up with the amount of social media fucking changes that are happening every day i already feel like an old bastard but that's just because of what used to take 30 40 years now takes five i would also say um some of it, but doesn't make sense. I don't, and I don't mean that. And I, 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 I couldn't use it or don't understand it. So I don't understand the reason for it existing. Like Pinterest, for example, I don't get the point of it. But my wife and other ladies I know fucking love Pinterest, or at least they used to before it became all ads. So I think that's another thing, as far as generational, too. <clears throat> if that makes sense. Yeah, well, there's a lot of things. I mean, you know, like 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 Twitter is literally beyond it. That shit came out when I was like 25. See, I get Twitter. I get Twitter a lot more than I get, say, TikTok. Because um, Twitter, if you follow the right people... Oh, I don't get TikTok at all. Or if, if you follow Twitter, uh, on Twitter, if you follow the right people, curate good content, you get good stuff. If you follow a lot of politicians, it's going to make you angry. If you follow a lot of comedians and actors, you're going to get funny stuff along with some stuff that's going to well, make you go, make so, your eye oh, roll. Hold on, hold on. That's social media in general right now. You get into a feedback loop without even realizing it. You know, I just <clears throat> read some books that I've been wanting to read for a very long time. Mein Kampf? I said books, <laughs> not book. <laughs> and can you guys, the ones that I really wanted to read for a long time, Jurassic Park. Did not see that coming. Now, Michael Crichton. Oh, yeah, Michael Crichton, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, Rest in, and The Lost World had something about cyberspace in there. And it was cyberspace back when the books were written, idiot people out there. Now we call it the internet. Paul Rodriguez is a great joke about that. And um, what, uh, oh gosh, what was the guy's name? Ian, Ian Malcolm. He was the mathematician in the, in the books. And he says, although personally, I think cyberspace means the end of our species. He goes, yes, why is that? And, and I'm going to cut out all, because he goes on a, a long tangent. But, what I'm going to go down to is the end of it where he goes, um, we're planning to put 5 billion people together in cyberspace and it'll freeze the entire species. Everything will stop dead in its tracks. Everyone will think the same thing at the same time, global uniformity. 
And if we think about what's going on right now, there's a little bit of truth there. Because what Ryan was saying earlier, and it kind of brought me back to that, is you can't disagree with people. No, not at all. If you disagree with somebody on- online, they take it very fucking personally and they attack you personally without any thought of anything but to hurt you and with malice. And that's kind of where I come back to this. And it got me thinking, you know, Crichton, you know, when he wrote that book, that's actually an interesting thought. I don't know if he was thinking about it in that sense of what we're seeing now in 2020. These books were written over 30 years ago, people. I would say. Actually, uh, Lost World might not have been written 30 years ago, but over 25 years ago. I I would say I would say he he either he either he was completely bullshitting or incredibly thoughtful because back in the day you talk about the 90s his internet was gonna uh, was seen as the golden age of man type of thing you finally yeah. finally a point where you can reunite re you can unite everybody in one banner where everybody can have conversations and this enlightenment and enlightenment happened and then it became this psycho circus of bullshit and if he really thought that would have if, if he really was thoughtful into that that was amazing for it but you know because nobody thought that quote now yeah that we're looking at it you know, in hindsight of seeing his quote and seeing what's going on now. And, you know, I, I remember reading that in the lost world, which I finished about a month ago. Um, and I was like, that's an interesting, interesting thought now in 2020 that I'm looking at it. And this aspect of something where, I mean, back when he wrote the books, the internet was not anywhere near what it is now. No. The concept was there, but nowhere near what it is now. And now that I'm looking at it and seeing all this crap and bullshit that's going on, it's like, there's some truth in what he just said. So you, I got a question for you then. If, if, if this is kind of about this, but it's kind of a tangent. So I've always tried to be myself online. You know, I, I don't make shit up. I'm not a troll, etc. Do you think these people are their authentic selves or do you, or do you think these people on the internet today are the avatar? You know, they're, 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 they're the, are they the persona they decide to assume? So I think there's so many people that have like split personality on the internet that it's, it's the reason why, you know, a million people can seem like the entire world. Because everybody has five or six accounts and it all, all it takes is is a million Seventeen-year-old. I agree know, and disagree. Ten people a piece. I, I agree with you, but I also disagree with you on, on part of it. And what I disagree with you on is, yes, I think people on the internet are what Ryan's saying. They're basically bipolar, if you really want to diagnose it in some sense. They're bipolar when they're on the internet versus what when they are in real life. But the issue I'm seeing now is that they've gotten away with so much shit on the internet that it's bleeding into how they act in person. So, so more or less their, their persona online is becoming their real yes, self. Yes. And, and that's what yeah, I'm saying. There was, this, there was this book that you fucking recommended me back in the day. And I actually started reading it and I fucking lost it. And I, and I never me or John. copy. Probably you. you. Okay. Um, and, uh, You'll remember what I'm talking about. If I remember correctly, it was called Ghoul. Yes, Michael Slade. And it was about a guy who was, I'm trying to remember, like 11 or 12 different, like, like split yep. personality disorder, but with like 11 or 12 different personalities, yep. each of which was a separate serial killer. Yeah. Yeah. 
which first, I mean, it, it, it intrigued me fucking right away. And I remember thinking the book was all right. It wasn't, wasn't amazing, but it's just a concept alone. What the cops are having to go through. Yeah. Like, I think we have 11 serial killers in this town. Yeah. Um, and it's all the same guy. That's the way I look at people on the internet. Not, not bipolar. There is your average person who's got the one account. They're bipolar. <laughs> they, depending on what fucking side of the bed they wake up on, they're one person or another on the internet, but it's all a version of themselves. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people who are flat out just like they have nine different profiles and those are nine different sociopaths. Yeah, exactly. And and that's that's true. I mean they're they're that's the basic of what is and I'm not out there to offend any bipolar people. I'm just saying that's what we're seeing in our society is what Ryan is talking about, is where you got like somebody with a thousand different accounts and all of them they act differently I, I, on. I think and then split personality into, is better than bipolar. Yeah. Because with bipolar, bipolar is yeah. a lot of highs, there a lot of ups, are, and I, I don't think it fits. There are people like that, too. There but, are, but I think split personality, because that's one of the reasons I said they're real selves or the persona online, because yeah. I think that's a better way to view it. Because, yeah, the split personalities, yeah, it makes more sense. You know, because you see people in real life, oh, they could be this nice and really chill person, and then they're online, they're telling, oh, we need to, you know, they're, they're this militant person. Well, and it's, and it's not even that hard, you know what I mean? Think about how, like, like, to, depending on who you're talking to, you're one version of yourself or another. You know, uh, you're one version of yourself with your friends. You're one version at work. You know, maybe just a, a, a more amped up version of yourself with your friends and a little more low key at work, but still the same person. You know, those kinds of things. A thousand different people to a thousand, uh, thousand different you to a thousand different people. Right? See, I don't. That's not with something the I internet, get. With the anonymity, it's it's so easy to be just this one specific facet of yourself at any given time. And it seems like everybody has that self-righteous version of themselves. And that's the one that's more often on the internet. I wish it would be less self-righteous because being told I'm gaslighting without knowing it. <coughs> Fuck. You know, that's the thing I got to say, I, I am so sick <coughs> of, of those terms of gaslighting narcissist, sociopath, communist, Nazi, all this crap. It's idiotic terms that I think are just becoming blanket statements for things that they don't agree with or like. And it's really yeah, the on my nerves. Of baggage that's been attached to all of those words is more than those words mean. Yeah. And the thing like, is, it's when people started using uh, literally when they mean figuratively, it's like, like, you know, what? we never allowed that to happen. Then I would know what people mean when they said words. Yeah, I and and it seems like like these words, you know, like gaslighting or your true intentions shine through, or communist, Nazi, you know, name your name your thing. Now, now they're just being blanket terms with no meaning. They get thrown. Right. They get. Th it, it, it lost its meaning. Like like a couple of years ago, if you just said, "Oh, look at this Nazi," I'd be like, "What? Where? Get my gun." <laughs> you know, like there's a Nazi here. Holy shit! Let's go arrest this fucking guy. Now it's like, like, okay, what do you mean? So is I, it an old lady crossing the street what, oh, and you're calling her a Nazi, or sorry. is it an actual Nazi? Do, do you know who Ben Shapiro is? Yeah. So if if y'all don't know who he is, he's he's a f fairly little dude. He's fairly young, but he's like an Uber Jew, um, and he'll even say that. You know, he he's he's very into Judaism. I've read multiple posts with said Ben Shapiro's a Nazi. 
and the ridiculous of that statement does not that does not make that person laugh. They they literally meant, oh, he's a Nazi. It's like, so he'd be hating on himself. I mean, I, I no, it's called the believer. <laughs> but it's so weird that the, the fact that people are throwing yeah. stuff out without having any context of what that actually means, uh, and even if you call him that, what that means to him as being a guy who's Jewish of uh, Jewish ancestry and yada yada. It's just like, man, you, you guys got to know your room if you're going to start throwing shit around. And well, also, here's the thing: is it's, it's, it's just it's not it's not about the irony of him being Jewish. It's because it's not like there was no Jewish Nazis or there was no like self hating Jews ever in existence. The irony of you calling know, him a lot that, of though, people that are a lot of things. Right. I mean, it's uh, you have to be a fan of his so to get that. Can, you, I mean, for sure. Look, I mean, it's it's ridiculous for for somebody to call Ben Ben Shapiro a Nazi. Okay, uh, I I disagree with probably maybe a little over half of what he says in general. Wait, let me um, let me for a myriad of reasons. Is, is that my guess? Is that's the half you actually? So say that's the half you actually understood, right? Because he talks so fucking fast. Oh no, I I get him. <laughs> I, I get entirely. Like matter of fact. I get him so much, like, if I knew him personally, I'd probably like him. Like, we'd probably hang out. Now, I would hang out with people that I disagree on quite a few things on, you know? I mean, Um, we're friends. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But, like, there's a a lot that that I agree with him on that that I think that he's a lot of uh, uh, misunderstood or people hear one part of his point and it doesn't jive with what they think. And so they kind of tune him out to the rest of the point where he generally sort of says, okay, now this is why I think that. And this is what I think. And, and at the end of it, if I still disagree, I'm like, all right, man, Hey, look, I would have gone about it another way or no, I think there's a way to do this with a bit more compassion, but there's a lot of things that I've heard him say where I'm just like, you know what? That's a good fucking point, man. I think the same way of like, Jordan I can't, Peterson. I can't argue with the fact that you gave, regardless of what I think about you as a person, that information is is solid, you know. So I, apparently, that's like a superpower that I have that I can take information separate from the person saying it. It used to be common, though. That's the weird thing. Is like, I I have people who like I disagree with, and since everything today is about politics, I use politics. Like, I I could not agree with them if there was a gun to my head. How much politically, I I just you know we're like um, oil and water. But you, they say stuff, and it's like, oh, that makes sense. Um, you know, you can agree with it. You can understand it, you know. Yeah. See, that's yeah. the thing, though. If, 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 if everybody paid more attention to what they agree with somebody on versus not agreeing, then we'd be able to get somewhere. It's like, hey, you know what? 10% everything's broken down into 10% groups of people, you know, 10 groups of, 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 of whatever many people. Okay. If only if everybody hates one of the other people, then no one's ever going to agree on anything. But if we can find out what each one of those ten percent groups uh, agrees on, then we can at least get that done and all do about the rest of the shit later. Nobody wants to find out what they agree with everybody on. You know, they just they just want to shut everybody down because oh fuck this guy. You know? So wait. My girlfriend always says that Ben Shapiro has a punchable face. I agree with that, you know, entirely. <laughs> but, uh, so no, nobody you know, was really in the boat of I don't like everybody and don't like anything they have to say until proven otherwise? 
The problem with you is they're never proven. <laughs> you, they're but never that's proven. my stance is I don't like anybody until or care about what it, what they think until, I mean, proven otherwise. I actually kind of agree on Ryan yeah, no, on this. I generally kind of, I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of on both. Like, like it's up to you to, to impress me. Bipolar motherfucker, yeah. make up your yeah. mind. Yeah, no, I, I've always been that way. It's like I really don't give a crap about that random person over there or whatever the hell they have to say until they say something that I actually care about. And if I care about it, they're wrong until they prove me otherwise. But I, I agree with, with Ryan and the 10% thing because if you want to know, the, there's a, a, a hint that I've always used, and I don't remember who told me this, but I've been doing this most of my life, is if you can find one thing, just one thing that you agree with somebody on, you have an, in, an an insert to be able to talk with them and have an automatic friendship over whatever it is. Sports. But I don't want friendship. Firearm, people. clothing. If, if you have that one thing, you can get to know that person and then you can understand their point of view better. Yes, I realize yeah. you don't like people, James. Move mm, on. Okay. <laughs> I get it. But I'm just saying for the average people who 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 just don't get along or don't like a, a, a gay dude or black dude or, you know, whatever the fuck, you, there's, all you need is one co- point of commonality and you can get to know somebody. And I think the yeah, world and, would be better that, for it. That's proven no no better place than, than the workplace. Uh, how many uh, uh, homophobic dudes started working at a restaurant where a gay dude worked and just because they're in close proximity, they have to interact. You find the homophobic dude, okay, he's like, okay, man, I got to find something to talk to this person about. You find that thing that's in common. Next thing you know, it's like, oh, hey, this, this, this person's not all that bad. Oh, wow, what was I worried about in the first place? Like, oh, we're totally into the same sports team, like, like Charney was saying. You find that one thing, and it just gives you that in to be like, oh, yeah, it's another fucking human being. You know, and the interesting— You know, who's got this, this point of view based off of their experience. But the interesting know? thing about that homophobic dude who becomes friends with, I guess, the homo— we shouldn't be oh. calling them that, but I mean, Shit. you're the one that said homophobic. So I'm just saying with the homo, I guess. Oh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we apologize. <laughs> that homophobic guy, if anybody gave that other guy problems, he'd be the first one to beat that shit, beat the shit out of the guy. Right. I guarantee yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have seen that like, happen a thousand yeah. fucking times. Same here. Not same the here. gay people or anything like that. You know what I mean? But just yeah. like that same thing, like, hey, man. This guy who I wasn't friends with ten minutes ago, and now I'm super cool with because we bonded over this thing. That don't fuck with that. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll break your neck. <laughs> I will put you yeah. in a hospital for messing with this guy. Now, you know. And I've seen that. For yeah, sure. I've seen that so many times where you see some guy and you're just like, oh, this is going to be interesting to watch these two interact. And then you know they'll find something that they work out, or they really don't and they hate each other but most of the time right they become friends but most of the time though it's usually one of them not not willing to communicate or go down to a oh, level yeah. that you can figure out That's the point of commonality the one that is usually coming to the point of keeping that diversion yeah is, or that division between them is an asshole a, a downright piece of shit asshole and this is this so. is how i have people who i couldn't agree with on almost anything who i'm who are friends because their point of view even though completely different of me is is interesting because we have bits and pieces of commonality com, communality that actually unite us into some degree commonality yeah i these Stroke. days man i i have no interest in trying Dementia. to tell people you know like like oh you're the way you think about things is wrong and, and all of that stuff, 
uh, I just, I, the only argument I ever want to have is like, Hey man, you know what? I feel like, like I have a bit of information that you don't let me provide you that information. Or it sounds like you have more information than me. What do you know that I don't? A lot, you know, and if, and if you're sure. And if there's something like that, oh, I didn't know that before. Let me go ahead and plug that into my fucking algorithm here and see if it comes out with a different answer on the other side. That, that's, all, that's all it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's called my brain. I'm a cyborg. Did I mention that? I, I, I have not seen your brain, so this is just theory and hy- hypothesis. So right. it's, well, when you come up, I can't be killed by conventional weapons. No, when you come up, we're oh, gonna we're gonna see. figure this out. It's gotta be it's gotta be <laughs> why Ryan's girlfriend loves him so much because it, it can't be the human part. It, you know what? Uh... I'm gonna go ahead and say right now, James. I am not a cyborg. <laughs> because for anybody who doesn't know, James is the type of person that will remember this exact moment. <laughs> And then I go up to visit him three years from now, and he's trying to come at me with a knife. And I'm like, why are you attacking me with a knife? He's like, I I fucking, you told me one day you were a cyborg, and I told you that I was going to find out. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, I did. Fuck. (laughs) And actually, I have a Kershaw machete that I want to try out. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, I... Charlie will back me up on this. That is the shit that James will remember. Yes. Not the saying James holds a grudge, but he'll remember it to the day you die. <laughs> I've told people this is I've got a really good memory and I will remember this. And I've actually yeah. told somebody recently, yeah, if I say I promise, I really mean I promise. There's there's, there's, there's a way to get around it, but it requires James to drink an insane amount of alcohol. <laughs> no, yeah, I've no, only I remember done James that blackout twice. I remember uh, James promising somebody that he wouldn't watch the movie Goldmember. I still the haven't. Howard, the third one. And he, and he still hasn't. And I guarantee you if he walked into a room right now where it was playing, he would turn around. Yep. <laughs> yes, I would. And I would applaud him for the effort because I've seen that movie and it was a way. I want my money and my time back. I have not seen that yeah, one. No, and I not, also swore I would play. never watch Kung Pao Enter the Fist. And I have not seen that one either. <laughs> I got one up on James, though. I've never seen the movie Titanic. I've never been forced to see it. I, I'm trying to yeah, remember. I don't think it was about forced. the kind of promises, by the way, that, that most people would be like, oh, well, obviously I said that as a joke. You know what I mean? I told this guy I wouldn't watch the movie, but it's a fucking movie. Who gives a shit? Does James he, will take that more seriously than the person he promised. Because James is a pedantic motherfucker. It's the reason James and I get along so well. You can't disagree with me. That. If, if you don't specify, yes, I'm joking, he's going to take it serious just to fuck with you. <laughs> right. Yeah, I was being a smartass. We were in a movie, and James is already laughing at this. Uh, we were in a movie. Actually, it was the movie that all three of us, we, we yep. all three, I live in Kill Los Bill. Angeles. You guys live up in, like, Sacramento area. Um, and we drove down to Fresno. I drove up. They drove down. Um to Fresno, which is about halfway, a little little more half than halfway for you guys, um, to watch Kill Bill. Two. Because we were all Tarantino fans, and it was the first one he'd made in a long time. Kill and we were like, Bill oh, fucking doing that. Part two. That was the first one. It was the first one because we were super excited about when the trailer came out. It was like the fifth film from Quentin Tarantino. We yeah, it might have been the first one. I thought it was the second one, though. No, it was definitely the first one. Okay. Because we, we couldn't... Um, 
if we had gone to the second one, the novelty had worn off. Matter of fact, I remember even asking you, like, oh, we should do that again. And you're like, no, that was a hell of a drive. So nah, we, no, no. We, we're uh, going to have to. Hold on, let him finish his story. It's hurry up the story. One. Oh, yeah. No, real quick. Uh, exactly. Not worth it now. But uh, I, I, being a smart ass, uh, he had some recent pieces. And I was like, oh, let me have some of those. He's like, how many? I'm like 63. I don't remember exactly what number I said. But I just, I said a random number. And he fucking sat there for about <laughs> the next 20 minutes, handing me one at a time, keeping count. And I wouldn't give him another one until he finished the one in his hand. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that was just him being, being, being James. But, but as far as like the, no, I will take you with your fucking word. If you said 63, 63 it is, man. That's, you know, dealer's choice here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I remember that one. That was, that was pretty amusing, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just remember I laughed at like the fifth one. I'm like, oh, I, I, I see where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this is why I've been friends for James this year, this long. This is also why I've learned to be very precise in how I say things. And it really pisses yeah. people off because not only can I be, be incredibly precise, I can be incredibly vague. I've already vague, but I can be, thanks to James, I can be even more vague. <laughs> That's the thing is that you need to be very careful on which what you which one you're doing at which time. Yeah. Sometimes vagary is what you want, but if vagary is not what you want and you're vague, like like you fucked it up. <laughs> so we're gonna have to call it yeah. timeout. It's over an hour and uh, my the studio we're in is is it's it's starting to the water's starting it's to fits. boil. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, do you guys have any final thoughts? No, I'm ready to get out of this freaking sweltering studio. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, media, be nice to each other. Be excellent to one another or each other. Exactly. Yeah. So Accept people's existence. <laughs> eh. If you like them. So, ladies and gentlemen, for the California Pariah, for James Stevens, and for who the fuck is this, thank you for listening. Yay! Goodbye! <laughs>